Well, we're going to continue our series teaching the crucified life dines are all that is Adam. And uh, I don't know how long this series is going to go on because God keeps speaking to me to continue on. So I'm just going to be obedient to God. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we are dependent on the Holy Spirit. It is he who opens our eyes. It is he that reveals the finished work of the cross. It is he that reveals Jesus Christ to us by way of the word. Flood our hearts with faith tonight. Give us divine revelation concerning our freedom in Christ and our deliverance from Adam. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to touch briefly, and I don't have this in my notes. I always do that, I know. But James chapter 1 Verse 25, I want to touch briefly on this scripture here because we we talked about it last week a little bit. We kind of hit on it, but I felt led to to open tonight with this, James 1 and 25. But whosoever, and if you got your Bible or whatever, Bible that you don't mind writing in, underline that word, whosoever. Whoso, but whoso looketh—that means you and I—into the perfect law of liberty. And I want to talk about the perfect law of liberty. That's the word of God. That's uh, the word will bring liberty. It'll bring freedom. It will set you free. So the Bible says, whoever looks or meditates or acts on the freedom or the perfect liberty, because that's what perfect liberty is, it's freedom that Christ has purchased for us, will be blessed, will be, no doubt about it, will be empowered to experience God's prosperity, his blessings. And... uh, The perfect law of liberty brings us deliverance from Adam's bondage, okay, completely and forever. We also receive through the perfect law of liberty, of course, eternal life, God's Zoe life. The moment we get born again, it's ours. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to experience eternal life. As you sit there tonight, if you're born again, you have it dwelling on the inside of your reborn spirit. So we can take advantage of that when we understand our liberty in Christ. We don't have to uh, live beneath the privileges of the covenant. But uh, 
we can be mature sons of of God. You know, the Bible says, as long as the child of God is a child, he'll he'll live in bondage. He'll live void of the freedom that's ours, even though he's Lord of all, even though we are supposed to be masters. We'll still live beneath those privileges and uh, still live like Adam or under Adam's curse, which we have been redeemed from. Now, I want to go also, again, not in my notes, to Second Pete, Second Timothy. And I want us to look at something here in Second Timothy. Because the Bible says something very interesting concerning freedom. And freedom is God's best for us. He wants us to experience freedom in this life. Second Timothy verse nine. Chapter one, verse nine. Who had saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. So again, our emphasis has been that we are no longer in Adam, but we are in Christ. And all the blessings that are in Christ are ours through our, through our faith in Jesus Christ, who had given us in Christ Jesus, Before the world began. Verse 10 says, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel or through the good news. So the Bible says, Jesus in Christ has abolished death for those who are in Christ. In other words, he's outlawed death in the mind of God. In the mind of God, God views death, of course, as an enemy. But he, God, Jesus Christ has abolished it where the child of God is concerned. Death is illegal. Listen to me now. Death is illegal in God's kingdom because it's been done away with. Now, somebody said, well, what about my physical body? Yeah, you're going to lose this one day. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to walk around with this thing for eternity, not in this condition. We're going to get new bodies, amen? But uh, death is, as we found out through the scripture, all that are in Adam they experience death continuously forever. But those of us who have been born again, who are in Christ, we have access to this life that we've been talking about the last few weeks. And it's imperative that we recognize that, that we have access to it in this world. This, this Zoe life, this, this God kind of life, because that's what it is. It's God's life given to us through our faith in Christ. So, Death 
in the mind of God, which is, again, the only mind that really matters is God's mind, God's thoughts. In his mind, death has been abolished. It's been outlawed. So when death, in terms of our spiritual life, tries to um, interfere with us experiencing God's best, we need to, at that moment, use our authority and enforce life. Somebody say amen to that. We have been given authority in Christ to enforce life. Wherever death is manifested, the child of God has been empowered by God to enforce life because we have that life living on the inside of us. It's not there just to be there. God didn't give us his Holy Spirit and his power just to make us powerful on the inside. He wants his life to be made manifest on the outside. Amen. And you're well able and capable of doing everything that God has told you that you can do in Christ. That's why, again, the meditation on the word of God is so important if we're going to experience the things that God wants us to experience. So he had abolished death and had brought life, divine life, and immortality to light. He wants us to know about these things. But it happens as we continue to meditate on the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God. The more and more I am exposed to truth, the more death loses its hold upon me because I begin to understand that that's never my portion in Christ. Amen? But again, these are things that I have to, I have to readily uh, think about on a regular basis. I have to understand that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I got to always remind myself that I am not ordinary. But I am truly what the Bible says I am. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I have access to things that I didn't have before, before I got born again. When I was in Adam, I couldn't do these things. But in Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, all things become possible to me because I believe. Amen? Now, thirdly... Again, not in my notes. John John chapter 11, verse 25. We're going to get into the, uh, the teaching, but this is what the Lord laid on my heart just maybe about an hour ago. John chapter 11. So this is fresh, amen? Verse 25 of chapter 11 of St. John. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection (laughs) and the life. It's all in him. Amen. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Yet shall he live. Now he's, he's talking on another level and they're not understanding what he's talking about. Okay. They did not have yet the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. They did not have access to that type of understanding at that time. So a lot of the things that he talked about here, those early 
disciples didn't understand. But we do understand them, amen? Because we do have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And we do have eternal life living on the inside of us. And we can walk in that divine light. So Jesus said, he that believeth in me. How many of y'all believe in him tonight? Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Verse 26, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. <laughs> well, again, he's not talking about this physical body. It's going to die one day of Christ. Terry. But how many of y'all know he's going to raise it up again? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So uh, he's just uh, wanting us to understand that this is life that is disconnected from Adam. And uh, we have access to it right now as we sit here tonight. God is wanting to get us to that position or that place where we're... Uh, Shredding on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The devil doesn't want us to understand these things. He wants to keep us weak and uninformed. But the more we recognize the power of his resurrection and its availability to us right now, the more the devil is in trouble. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to kind of go to some scriptures that I did have in my notes. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, I believe. Mm, yeah. Being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I'm going to read that again. Being born again. That's you and I. If you're not born again, you can get born again before the night's over. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The Adamic seed is perishable. Okay? He proved that when he sinned in the garden and immediately he disconnected from life and he was in a state of perishing from that moment on. Okay? But the seed which is Christ lives forever. You are born again by the living word of God. So, you and I have that seed dwelling on the inside of us. And it was, of course, established and placed there through our faith in the word. So, anytime that we begin to think, to find ourselves thinking like the old man, it's important that we shift our focus. Anytime we're thinking like the old man, we're thinking in terms of the flesh, 
We're thinking in terms of the natural. We're thinking in terms of limitations. But when we are flowing in Christ, we understand that we have been born again, not of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible one that can withstand the pressures of life, that can overcome anything that life throws at us. Because the scripture has taught us that we're not just conquerors, but we are more than conquerors through him. And as I continue to meditate on him and my connection to him, I continue to experience him in the way that he desires, which is an overcoming life. Not saying that I won't be uh, have uh, trials and difficulties and things come against me, but I recognize that when those things come, they are simply spiritual food for me. They're bread to take me to my next level of domination in Christ Jesus. God allows these things to come into our lives, these negative things to come into our lives, to cause us to become more and more like him in terms of the outward man. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. So, we are not born of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed in Christ Jesus. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not connected to Adam anymore, and I continue to... Meditate on that. As I do that, I begin to experience more and more of the power of God. How many of y'all have been really uh, focusing on that since we've been teaching uh, these series of teachings? Just focusing on who you are in Christ, focusing on what the cross has done for you. I see that young lady back there. I see Mike, he's raising his hand. Well, that should be all of us because the more that we... uh, think about these things, the more we see ourselves as God sees us, the more bold we become. So when the enemy knocks on our door, we're never, first of all, we're not surprised because we know that he's going to knock on our door. But we're not intimidated at all because of it. You know, uh, I think it's a, a Peter, Peter says, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Amen. So we know that that, that the enemy is going to come, but we have to answer the door with faith and an understanding. Uh, I was just thinking about how uh, the other day... uh, I'm at work, and I experienced a pain in my body. And I'm like, really, devil? Uh, by the way, when you teach along these lines, don't think that I don't, I'm not tempted in these areas. I'm tempted in these areas all the time because when you teach like this, the enemy wants to see if you really believe it. And so uh, when the enemy comes like that, you have to answer him with the word of God. With an understanding that the Bible is true. 
and that the devil is a liar. I mean, you have to really have that in your heart. So when he attacked, my, when he attacked me, I simply just began to say, no, that's not my portion, and I don't receive it. And guess what? It stopped. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. And I think sometimes we make it more complicated than it really is, but it's as simple as just acting on the word. I think that's where we have to get. I want to go to Colossians chapter 2. The book of Colossians. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11. If we can get it on the screen. In whom... I think we touched on this last week. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. And we said last week that Christ performed a spiritual circumcision on each and every one of us who are born again. The cutting away of the sinful nature has been done. We simply must enforce it, what's already been done, by keeping our eyes constantly on him. So we've been, the cutting away of our sinful nature, separating us forever from the Adamic nature. So that, that has been done. The deliverance from Adam has, is a done thing. So all we have to do now is enforce it every time uh, I'm tempted in a certain area to fall back into a certain habit or a certain mindset, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the perfect law of liberty, okay, against the knowledge of God. So, I, I, But that's something I must do. God's not going to do that for me. I must... Meditate. I must choose to med- I must choose life. Every time life is presented, or a opportunity to experience something other than life, I must choose life by speaking the word, by understanding that uh, I have truly been raised up and made to sit together with Him in heavenly place right now, and I and I I have to see myself there in order for me to experience that circumcision in terms of the reality of it in my life. Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. So again, I tap into that resurrection life and power through faith in the operation of God. Faith in what the finished work of the cross has done for me. I tap into that. And when I do that, God always shows up. He'll never leave me stuck out. If I'm operating in faith, I will, I will get faith results. Amen? So faith in the operation of God. Understand that, I, that that old man was buried with Christ. But I'm risen with him also. 
so I can experience those things that Jesus Christ himself experiences right now at the right hand of God. That's my portion. But I must understand that the blood of Jesus allows me that. I must cast down all thoughts of condemnation. All thoughts of weakness. All thoughts of unworthiness. I must cast them down. If I'm, if I'm walking in the faith in the operation of God, I'm understanding that I'm free. The Father loves me. The Father wants me at his feet. And he, I'm, I'm totally accepted there. I'm accepted in the beloved. Amen? Verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, talking about Adam, your, your former condition, hath he quickened together with him. <laughs> so I've been quickened, made alive together with Christ. Again, God saw you and I raised from the dead when he saw Jesus raised from the dead. He had that perspective. He saw Pastor Mike. Both Pastor Mike's being raised from the dead when Jesus was raised from the dead. And, and, the, and the same power and authority that Jesus was, was raised from the dead with, you and I have access to right now. Okay. I, again, sometimes that's hard for us to understand or believe, but we have to believe Scripture. We're, we are truly heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So everything that he accomplished in his resurrection, you and I have access to right now. Okay. So let's read that again. Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So I have access to the living God because all my trespasses have been forgiven. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. So there was a lot against us. Amen. There was things against us that we could not overcome. That we were going to be condemned for eternity to a life separated from God. And the life of God. We were condemned to an Adamic existence broken fearful defeated worthless but not anymore blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and he took it out of the way nailing it the bible says to his cross again i was uh Meditating on Christ, I think last week, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to say it was a vision. I guess it was a vision, but I saw him on the cross, and uh, what I saw in the spirit, it was unrecognizable. I, could, I couldn't really recognize it. 
I knew it was him, but it didn't look like a human. I mean, he was totally unrecognizable. He was marred, like the Bible says, like no man had been marred. And uh, as I saw him there, I began to become very, very sad, almost to tears, because I was seeing all that he suffered. And he carried everything that time on, on that cross. Everything that I was supposed to carry, he carried. Every sickness known to man, he carried. Every pain known to man, he carried. All the brokenness of Adam, he carried. He, 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 he nailed, the Bible says he nailed it, it was nailed to the cross. And then I was like, if he carried it, why am I even thinking about carrying it? It's an insult to God when we try to carry, when we allow the devil to make us carry what he's already carried. It is. If it, when I saw his son on that cross, how could I be neglecting my mind to allow the devil to, to, to uh, deceive me into thinking that he didn't bear it all? Because he did. He, bear, he, bear, he bore it all. Every sin, all of the full curse, he, he bore it. Nailing it to, the, to his cross. Everything that you have ever done, everything that I have ever done, it was all nailed to the cross. He took it. That's why, that's why we need, need to be radical in our refusal to experience the curse. If he, if he bore it, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's what he was doing when he, when he was on that cross. He was taking Adam's curse so that we would not have to. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he took away Satan's legal right to rule and dominate mankind. He spoiled principalities and power. Everything that Satan had, in terms that he had gotten from Adam, Jesus took it back. He, 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 he spoiled principalities. He bankrupted the devil. R really, all Satan has, really, in the kingdom of darkness, all they have, really, is deception. They're very good at it, but that's all they have is deception. And if we don't focus on the perfect law of liberty on a regular basis, which is like every day, we will be deceived into thinking that Satan still has some authority. 
But he doesn't. Because the Bible, the Bible is true. He says, he spoiled principalities and powers. And he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So in Christ, we triumph also over them. So anytime you as a child of God, when you have the shield of faith going, anytime you are wearing your full armor, you have to understand that you were not create, recreated in Christ Jesus to ever be defeated. You have to have that mindset. You have to have a mindset that, that, that David had on the battlefield with Goliath. That this uncircumcised Philistine is going down. And I'm talking about the devil. He has no legal right. Goliath was much bigger than David, remember? In the natural. But he did not have a legal right to dominate Israel. The same devil that's coming against you, he has no legal right to come against you. He'll do it because he's a spiritual outlaw. But he has no legal right to do it. Now, God's not going to do anything about it. You know why? Because he's already given you the authority to do something about it. I'm going to say that again. God's not going to do anything about it because he's already given us the authority to do something about it. A lot of times we're waiting on God and God is waiting on us to use the authority that he's given to us. He spoiled principalities and power and he made a show of them openly. All of heaven knows it and all of hell knows it. It's time the church gets to know it. Amen. Yeah, he, 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 he made a, a spectacle of the devil. Paraded them. In front of all the angels, in front of all heaven, has defeated foes. Yet, the church, because, I don't know, because our minds have not been renewed, we allow this defeated entity to continue to dominate us and overcome us when he has no legal right to it. And I'm preaching to myself. But we're going to get there. Amen. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle and a church that understands who they are in Christ. Now. Let's go to Colossians chapter three. Verse one. If you be risen with Christ and we've. Uh, Establish that we are risen with him from a spiritual perspective. We are all seated with him at the right hand of God. If you are then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Again, it takes a understanding of the uh, spiritual realm to do that. We have to understand that this is the natural realm, but the spiritual realm is, a, is the parent realm. It's the realm that created the natural realm. Therefore, it is the superior realm. It's, 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 and that's why, that's why the Bible is telling us 
to seek those things that are, that are there by faith. As I seek those things that are there in terms of the holy of holies, and again, my access to the holy of holies, as I do that and I meditate on those things, the Bible says, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. So in my mind, I'm constantly seeing myself with divine access to that, to that realm. And when I do that, I understand that everything in that realm or in that place where Christ sits, I can experience it in this life. As I understand that the spirit realm is the superior realm and I have been born to it. I can go there anytime I want. God sees me there and I can experience everything that Christ himself experiences. So seek those things that are above. Keep your spiritual focus on the Holy of Holies where Jesus holds the authority. And if he holds the authority there, because we, again, we recognize that everything that is his is ours. If he holds the authority there, you hold the authority there also. Set your affections on things above. Again, the Bible is enforcing, letting us know that that's what he wants us to do. God wants us to set our affections on these things. So when I'm attacked in the natural realm, I don't freak out because I understand that the spiritual realm controls the natural realm. And the moment I'm attacked in this natural realm, I simply use the authority that I have in the spiritual realm and command the devil to cease. That's how it works. Because I'm focusing not on what's, go, what, what's coming against me, but I'm focusing on him who sits at the right hand of God and my position with him. Because guess what? That same devil that's attacking you wouldn't dare attack Jesus. And because I'm connected to him eternally at the moment I receive eternal life, that same attack, I can say no to it. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. has no, no choice. Okay. So, but I got to set my affection on things that are above and not on things on the earth. If the devil can keep me in the natural, he'll defeat me every time. But if I can keep him in the spiritual, I can defeat him every time. Amen? Verse 3. For you are dead. <laughs> And your life 
is hid with Christ in God. Talking about that natural man, that, that old man. He's dead. And your life, your spiritual life, is hid with Christ in God. Yeah. So, again, I'm, 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 I'm using the theater of my mind, my imagination, which God gave me. And I see myself there with Christ. My life is hid there. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So I'm there protected by Jesus and my union with him. Hebrews chapter 8. Let's go there. Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum or the summation. Hmm. We have such an high priest which is set at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. It's talking about Jesus. That's talking about his throne. That's talking about everything that we've been talking about. We have a high priest. Not going to have. He is our great high priest now. He holds that position and he ministers for us there. Scripture says he ever lived to make intercession for us there. How can I lose? How can I lose when I understand that? So no matter what the enemy brings to me when I recognize that I have a great high priest and he's constantly making intercession for me, I understand that there's only victory for me. Now, I may have to walk through a trial. I may have to walk through the fire. I may have to walk through some things. But that's okay. Because I'm learning more and more that those things are temporary. They're temporary. Verse 2. A minister, this this is who he is. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. I have access to that. You have access to that. Right now. So, so when you pray, when you, when you pray, when you go to God in prayer, understand that you're there and, and here at the same time. Understand that there's authority there and you have access to that authority and God is hearing you and and your great high priest is there and you're there and everything's good. Amen. Everything's victory there. Everything's peaceful there. Hallelujah. You get you get to you get get to go to God. You get to worship him. You get to, uh, to talk to him. You get to tell him all about everything that's going on on earth. And as you do that, he begins to tell you, don't worry about it. (laughs) It's already covered. It's already covered. Just stay connected to me. Keep your eyes on the perfect law of liberty. And you'll eventually experience the manifestation of the freedom that's yours in Christ in this natural realm. But I have to keep my... And that's hard work sometimes, though. (laughs) It's hard work to keep your mind 
uh, renewed like this. But it's worth it. Let's get verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. So again, he represents us there. And again, he sees us there. You must see yourself there. You must see yourself there. So I'm going to read that again. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, not a natural tabernacle, which are figures of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in God's presence for us. So my mind is renewed to that. I understand that. So I recognize that I'm walking by, when I'm walking in this understanding, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm only walking according to what the word says. Hebrews 10 and 10, let's go there. By the which will, we are sanctified, not going to be sanctified. We are sanctified, set apart through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So the Bible says we're sanctified. We're made holy. We're, God can use us. Verse 14. For by one offering, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. So I see myself constantly through the perfect law of liberty. Whatever the word says I am, I am. Scripture says he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Well, what is he talking about when he says perfected forever? He's talking about that spiritual man. That spiritual being that you are. This natural man, I don't know about you, but I fail. I miss the mark at times. But this, this, this spiritual man, he is perfect in the sight of God. How many of y'all believe that? He is, the Bible says, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Picture that. The spiritual man is sealed like a vacuum seal with the Holy Spirit of promise. This natural man, <laughs> he needs prayer. But this spiritual man, he's been sealed. He cannot be contaminated because he's been sealed. How else could God, how else could we fellowship with God? <laughs> We don't understand how holy God is. He had to do something. <laughs> he had to do something so great to make us acceptable to him. And he did. Spiritually, he did. It's all been done. He's perfected us in Christ. And, and because we per we're perfected in Christ, we can approach him 
in this way. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are being sanctified. Or that are sanctified. Verse 19. And I'm getting ready to close. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. That's, that's the key right there. Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Boldness. It takes boldness to believe these things. <laughs> It, first of all, it takes faith. Then, then it takes boldness to understand that, that God will accept me because I'm in Christ. And I can enter, the Bible says, into the holiest, the holiest place in the universe. I can, I can enter in there. Because God says I can. Now, man may say something different, but God says I can. So I go there with fear and trembling. Because I, I understand in the natural I'm unworthy. But I go there with an understanding that the blood of Jesus is so much better than the blood of bulls and goats. So much better. And it gives me access that King David didn't have access to. Gives me access that the greatest prophets of the old covenant didn't have access to. The weakest one in the body of Christ is greater than any prophet of the old covenant. The weakest one of us. Because Jesus said, it, said that. That's how powerful to, the understanding or the revelation of who you are in Christ is. Stand to your feet. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, because our minds hinder us. We still see in ourselves, Father, has in Adam. But, Lord, you have done a work through your Son that cannot be denied. We have been washed in his blood. We are no longer aliens and strangers to you. No longer enemies, but we are children of the living God, made holy by the blood of the Lamb, made righteous in your sight. He became sin that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We worship you. We worship at your feet. We acknowledge you, everything that you have done for us. We bless you tonight. You're such a good God. You're such a good and gracious Father. We thank you for everything, Father. We owe you everything and can pay you nothing back. But we love you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.